to Nerd vs. World, episode 45, Big Trouble in Little Nerd. <laughs> I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Little Nerd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Here>, Little <Yeah>. Nerd. <laughs> so we've got a hell of a lot to, to pack into this episode. We've got uh, <laughs> reviews of all the cons we've been doing recently, so that's Lawgiver Mark II, MCM Expo and the UK Games Expo. There's also Spindles gushing wildly about the wonderful Amanda Palmer to look forward to. Um, and then, as promised, a roundup and recap of the season finales from the TV season just finished. Holy shit, it's been yeah, busy. It's been a busy couple of weeks. <laughs> I cannot believe how much we've managed to pack in in the two weeks since we were last sat here. I started a solo podcast to try and take some of the weight off it, <laughs> but we've been too busy. It's crazy. It's been, it's been so crazy, which is which is awesome. It's it is awesome. Cool. It's very tiring, but utterly, utterly awesome. We're all running on coffee and hot chocolate at the moment, trying yeah, to just keep going. Hells yes. Okay, do you want to kick off with UK Games? Oh God, yes, let's do it. So... UK Games Expo was just the most fantastic three days of board gaming and geeking out that I've ever experienced. I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm. Um, oh, I've never done one, so yeah. again, it's no. So I was, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. So in that regard, I suppose the bar for my expectations was set pretty low. Mm. I was going along to play in the Catan Championships on the Saturday, but bought an extended pass for the entire weekend. Um, I found that I was pushing myself out of my normal boundaries of sort of reservations. Hmm. Uh, I met loads of really cool people. I played loads of really cool games. Uh, I've got Lords of War in the studio. Lords of War! Lords of War. Um, I was teaching a few people that before we started the show. Played a game called Legendary Encounters Alien, uh, which is basically a cooperative deck building game. Is that like the Marvel Legendary? Yeah. Right. But it's alien. Awesome! So, yeah. <laughs> so you're going against the aliens in different scenarios. We played uh, essentially alien, as was our scenario. So, um, so the yeah, of discover, the yeah, discover the SOS, discover the ventilation shaft, and then, yeah, exterminate. Spend the rest of it running away from the alien. Yeah. <laughs> The game mechanic of it is really cool. So you've got like um, five zones, which the hive cards are placed into face down. Those are all going to be aliens or events. Yeah. Then you have a combat zone, and every turn the cards push along one until they get to the combat zone and they fight. Right. And so in has... the same way that Legendary's deck building, that you choose cards and discard them, and then you build up what is essentially your your deck to fight the alien. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they have the face hooker card. So if the face hooker hits you, you have to kill it in your turn, or the next person has to kill it. If they don't, it falls off dead, having infected you. Yeah. The chestburster card is then added to your discard pile. Right. Which is where you add all your yeah, cards yeah. once you've played them. And then when you shuffle to redraw, there's always a chance that you can draw the chestburster card. It'll and then it'll kill you yeah. instantly. And the first player to die becomes the alien. Okay. So they get all the alien discards uh, as their deck. Okay, sweet. So we played two games of that. We lost both of them, but it's like Pandemic in that 
sometimes you have more fun losing the game. Mm. Well, I, see, the I, mean, I think the whole concept of the, of the co-op games is brilliant. It, it's something that I hadn't been introduced to until a couple of years ago. The idea that you can play a board game and all of you can lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very odd concept that until you've done it once, you're like, well, why bother playing? <laughs> it's like, but no, you've got to do it because yeah. it's awesome. But that's what comes from my favourite games now. Um, Betrayed at the House on the Hill, Pandemic, yeah, I think um, was Eldritch it Horror. Forbidden Island. Yeah. And Forbidden Desert, uh, yeah, Forbidden Desert as well. Yeah, Forbidden Desert was the one that we played, where yeah, you have to go around and try and dig your, yeah. to find your bits of your plane to get out of there before the storm hits and kills you all. But they're all very cool, and I, and yeah, I kind of like working together rather mm. than competing against people. Um, Thirsty Meeples were there because Thirsty Meeples were running yeah. the board board game library for the weekend. Sweet. So you paid like ten pounds for a library card, and then they would check out board games to you. And you could take them to any room in the hotel and play them. And then end of the weekend, just hand your card back in, get mm. your tenor back. Awesome. It was pretty cool. So yeah, we got there pretty early. It was just me, because I mate Mars was off in the first round of X-Wing tournaments. Um, and there was a moment where I was like, shit, I should have I should have come with friends. I should have brought more people down, because I don't know anyone. Yeah. And then within five minutes of that, someone was saying, hey, dude, do you want to come play this board game? And I was just like, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I do. I do. <laughs> uh, so he played... Castles of Mad King Ludwig, which is one of these European games um, we have so many different victory conditions. Mm. And I'm sure it's probably a lot less complicated than I was led to believe. Um, but I wasn't a fan. Maybe it was, it was the first game of the day. Maybe it was because it took an hour to explain the rules and the setup. Wow. Another hour and a half to play. By that point, I just like... like you've I, given up the will to live yeah. after an hour's worth of explaining game mechanics. Yeah, at that point, I was just like, oh no, I just, I, I'm not up for this game anymore. But I finished it out, because like, you don't go to an expert and then be like, sorry, guys, got to leave halfway through a game, you finish it, and you just get it done. Um, but then Verity was doing demos for his Deviant. Cool. So, went over and chatted with her for a bit, and my mate Drew was doing demos for Gale uh, Force 9, the 24-7 mm. Toys. So he was demoing the Firefly game and mm. a few others. And then, yeah, basically just walked around, tried to find as many of the games um, that were on the voting sheet as possible to have a quick play of them. Mm-hmm. There's a great one called Camelot the Court, which is... Camelot! Yeah, it's a really nice... It's a, it's hard to describe. Um, but it's a very simple game with a really sort of lovely mechanic. You basically have knights, and you bring them into play, and... You use cards to move them or other knights, and each of them have a, a point value and a strength value, so you can fight other knights. And your idea is to get as close to the round table as possible, over four le- four levels, mm-hmm. and then score. But whenever you score, everybody scores. So your aim is to get there whilst dropping other knights down. Right. So it's, it's a really nice, simple mechanic. That when you have it explained to you and have the demo, like, well, this is an easy game mm. and then like 10 minutes into it like okay there's actually quite a bit of subtlety and nuance here to that so that was kind of interesting okay um, I don't think it won the best new game but it was a father and son team that were doing the demos mm. it was very cool what what did win in the end I didn't stick around for the awards alright oh, okay yeah the awards are up on the site but I didn't see them stick links in the show notes more all over yeah. peruse yeah I don't suppose you got a chance to play the XCOM game, did you? No, I didn't. I'm still waiting to see it, because I love XCOM to bits, and I'm like thinking whether I should justify spending the money on it or not. But you have to buy an app to play that game as well. 
Yeah. There's, there's an offline, well, there's an online requirement, off, off yeah. game online requirement. Yeah, but. there is, yeah, because you sit and you have the, the app running while you're playing the game. Yeah. Which contains all the, I think that contains all like, the research data and stuff like that. And but it was being demoed there, obviously. Mm. Um, is it Final Flight? I mm. think we're doing that. But yeah, no, I never took around to play it. Um, and I think I rounded out the Friday with a game of Ticket to Ride Europe. Yay! With four complete strangers. Awesome. And had an absolute laugh doing so. It was great. And then an early start, and well, an early night, because the next day was uh, set as a Catan <laughs> So yeah, next day was the Catan Championships. That was the Saturday. Um, and because there were so many players... There was always the chance that more than four people could get maximum points after three rounds. Mm-hmm. So the way they were doing it then, as a tiebreaker, was point share, and looking back over those pe- those players' individual round games and seeing who crushed their opponents. Yeah. So when I won my first round game with nearly fifty percent of the point share, I was like, I could, I could, I could fucking do this. <laughs> I've got four points on the board. <laughs> got four points on the board, and I got a really convincing win in my first round. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe I could do this. And then I had my second game and got dicked on so hard. <laughs> and finished, finished flat up fourth with nil point. And I was like, yeah, may- maybe I can't. <laughs> it's just like, it was a whole other level of, of gaming. I mean, I thought like the tension at the regionals at Thirsty Meeples was something, but nah, there were some hardcore gamers there. Um, I was pretty lucky in that every game I played, either in the championships or random pickup games or random demos, everyone I played with was cool. But I did hear reports from other people around the expo that they'd had real dicky. Yeah, encounters with people at at the gaming tables who were just like dicks, Mm -hmm. which is a shame. But I suppose. There were seven thousand unique visitors over the course of the weekend. Mm. You, in in that many, you're going to have a percentage of people who are just yeah, dicks. yeah, yeah, you um, yeah. You're always going to get them wherever yeah. you go. So you just got to ride, you just got to ride it out and just remember to just be cool. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so after we got knocked out, after I got knocked out of the Catan tournament. Uh, did did you not place in the end? I thought you you were, you were playing for we were position playing, in the yeah, end. Yeah, I didn't even bother to look on the site to see where I placed because. I came third in that final round match right. as well. So it was like two thirds and a first. And they were joint thirds. So it wasn't even like I got a full point. I got a half point for them. So I think I left for like five points. Hmm. So yeah, I was down. <laughs> down at the bottom of, of the listings. Uh, and that finished at five. But my mates had bought me a ticket to do a Pathfinder RPG. And I've never done an RPG at a convention before. Mm-hmm. Um, I never RPG'd with strangers before, mm. uh, and it was hilarious. It was so much fun. Okay, uh, I was playing a dwarf ranger who had a fascination with tea. That was my character t- quirk. I dropped it in. His whole his whole reason for going on this mission that we were sent on was to see what sort of tea was over there and bring it back. Nice. Yeah, and at one point we were seriously considering casting a flying spell on my pet badger so that they could drag <laughs> a dead maid. Out of a hotel window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That about sets the level then. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's where it got to. Um, but yeah, it was great fun. I'm, te- I'm like going to join the Pathfinder Society because then you can just have a 
character that's approved character pre-builds. Yeah. And go and just join random games. Because it was a lot of fun. I haven't done an RPG for about 18 months up to this point. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do one at all last year. And I haven't done one to, to date this year either. Mm. So actually getting to use my imagination and get back into a character was, was great fun. Really nice. enjoyed that. Um, yeah, and the Sunday, the final day, uh, we rented Dominion from 30 Meeples and couldn't find a free table anywhere to wow. play it. Yeah, I, I know that they have said that next year's expo, the dates which have been announced, I think it's the 3rd to the 5th of June next year. It gets a week later. Yeah. Um, they're looking to have 33% more open gaming space. Hmm. I think they're using Hall 1 at the NEC for the Trader Zone, which means all the halls that were used for Trader Zones this time will become will be gaming open areas. gaming. Okay. Um, yeah. But that was kind of a cool thing. It's like We left the RPG at like half past midnight, and you're walking through the hotel, and people were like playing board games some at that time. I would definitely um, book a room at the hotel next year. Yeah. Rather than drive back and forth to Worcester, uh, yeah. just to stay involved. Yeah, then again, you get the nighttime social stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Sunday we played some more Ticket to Ride, uh, played some Lords of War, and watched the Dark Room. Mm, yes, which I, I've seen as well. Which, yeah. yeah, it was great. Which I really enjoyed. I thought that show was was great. It's fantastic. It's really well thought out. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, it's basically in. A large-scale interactive text adventure game. Yeah, I think I spoke about it on the the show after Eastercon. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I told I you guys it. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does ring a bell. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. did. Yeah, fair enough. Shows yeah. how much fucking attention you pay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember something about yeah the text along. Yeah, you can't see it at home, but I'm holding the awkward balloon at the moment. <laughs> But yes, for those who don't know what it is, Brendan, please tell everyone. No, go back to another episode. So for those who don't know what the dark room is, go and find out the episode. Yeah. So you just have to listen to them all. It's one of the ones in the last six months. Around Easter. Yeah, one of them. Cool. But like I said, I can't remember what I saw last week. So. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty much the weekend. Cool. Highlights? Highlights... Highlights kind of personal rather yes, than anything else. Mm-hmm. The highlights for me are the fact that I went initially alone to this, but that didn't stop me from playing games. Yeah, that's good. I, I got, got over quite a few anxieties this week. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, 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 that's what I mean. That's it good sounds awesome that you've yeah. got out and just, yeah, done it. It's so that was really that's cool. probably the, the main highlight for me, the big main takeaway. Um, and obviously, competing in the Gatan tournament was. Mm. Was also pretty special, even if I did. Have your ass handed so, to you <laughs> so much. There was there was one game where I think five sevens got rolled in a row, and every time I got dicked over, it was just ah, uh, no oh, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it, it's done. It is, indeed. and it was fun. So yeah, that was the games expo. Cool. Um, yeah, glad you enjoyed it, sir. I'm trying to think of. Any issues? I think the only issues that I encountered were was the lack of open gaming zone. Hmm. Um, and they've said they're going to resolve that already. So, yeah. So if you're in two minds about going next year, um, don't be, just go. Yeah. It was 
Awesome. And incredible value for money. If you think it was £25 for an extended ticket. Yeah. That's pretty cool. £25 for a three-day Games Fest. Yeah. That's cool. And if you don't want to buy stuff, you don't have to buy stuff. Yeah. No, no. But, yeah. No. Awesome. So much fun. Cool. Well, I'm glad so, you enjoyed it. So is that £25 on top of your ticket because you're in the Championship? Or is that £25? Oh, yeah. If you wanted to do something like the Dark Room, the Dark Room was a little bit extra. Yeah. If you wanted to go and sit into an RPG, the RPGs cost yeah. a couple of quid, I think. Yeah. But yeah, the the ticket prices for stuff. If you wanted to enter the tournaments, prices were like six quid, I think, for a tournament ticket. Cool. Um, so yeah, but you don't have to buy anything. You just go and give those people to tenner, get a card, and yeah. just get as many board games as you want and play it. Yeah, that old thirsty meeples. Oh, I love those guys, mm. and it was great because they recognised me as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. that, yeah. that made things so much easier. It's like you just cool. go in there, yeah, a bit yeah. overwhelmed, and they go, "Hey, do they do?" It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, sweet, cool." Nice. Yeah. I think we only need to organise a, a, a Nerd vs. World uh, Thirsty Meeples session. Session. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If we can do a recording a session of a game somewhere, that would be That'd be sweet. That would be that kind would of be... interesting to record a game session. Yeah. Kind like of commentate a podcast it. tabletop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Worth giving a try. For sure. There, there, there's some, a few ideas that we can spin on that one. Yeah. I think could uh, possibly be a extended independent casting yeah possibly yeah cool sweet sweet so um which one go lawgiver or mcm uh well i might as well start with mcm because that was first so yeah uh that was over the over the bank holiday weekend excluding the bank holiday monday so it was friday saturday sunday for the first time they had they had a whole day on the friday because normally they only have a preview of about four five hours on the friday but they opened it up for for a whole day this year so uh, yeah, it was it was massive. Uh, I think the final figures came in at something like one hundred and twenty-two thousand there over that weekend. Jesus. <laughs> so it was busy. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> busy looking out. Um, oh God, stuff for over the weekend. Uh, so on the Friday, I was, was going to interrupt. Yeah. Um, do you realise how much I hated you by the end of the first weekend? I I, I bet yeah. yeah. I was getting yeah. a lot of I was getting a lot of kind of love hate, yeah, love hate on stuff. on Facebook, and then it was descending into more and more hate yeah. on Facebook as the week yeah. went on. And yeah. by the end of this week, everybody's like, "That's it. I'm just not speaking to you anymore." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let them, so how I got to uh, pretty much everyone I know not speaking to me anymore was. <laughs> on the, the Friday at MCM, so the, the interviews that I did there, uh, all of which will be out as wonky casts over the next couple of weeks, apart from, I think we're John Noble. doing something with the Felicia Day one for Nerd vs. World. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have a... And the John Noble one. And uh, the John Noble one, yes, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, they'll, they'll be coming out as kind of Nerd vs. World and some will be going out as wonky casts. Yeah. But just keep an eye on the site, because they'll all be out over the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Uh, so, on the Friday, the interviews I did, I interviewed the guys from Falling Skies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was uh, Will Patton, Drew Roy, and Moon Bloodgood yeah. who were there. Uh, obviously, because Falling Skies is just about to start its final season. They were over there chatting about that. Uh, yeah, they were all really cool. Um, then... Interviewed John Noble, who was just an absolute legend. Yeah, he's my hero. He was absolutely amazing. At last night, I was watching because I'm still cracking on with the the, the, the list of films, and I watched um, Two Towers last night. Yeah. And he came on, and I was like, "You're the dude." <laughs> he's I, he honestly he's so cool. 
Uh, what, I think what struck me most about him was the moment he walked into the room, because uh, a lot of these are round tables, and then you get an opportunity to do kind of one-to-ones with them after you've done the round tables. Uh, he walked in the room and went round everybody and introduced himself cool. and nice. find out their names and shook their hands and was like, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. That's cool. Uh, and that so that was immediately I was like you are awesome so he was he was really really cool yeah. he sat down he had some wonderful stories so yeah when, when that one comes out have a listen because it's it's really really cool he's such a such a cool guy the majority of that one ended up getting taken over by talking about fringe yeah. <laughs> unsurprisingly yeah. yeah I mean Walter was just one of the greatest written characters and, and, and he said himself you know. It, Basically, you know, it, it's the favorite character he's ever played. Like as a character actor, he said that is you're given something like Walter, and that's it. That's just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we talked a lot about Fringe, uh, and a lot about the people who work with on Fringe, uh, a bit about Sleepy Hollow. Uh, so yeah, it was a very very cool interview. Nice. Uh, and then after that, on the Friday, there was the Robot Overlords panel. Which was cool. Gillian Anderson was there. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to interview Gillian Anderson, which I would have probably melted on the yeah. spot. Um, so <laughs> You'd have had no friends left. <laughs> no, yeah, indeed, not whatsoever. No. Uh, but I, mean, I was, obviously, I was there taking pictures, so I got some decent pictures. Yeah. Uh, so they're there plugging Robot Overlords, which is an indie British sci-fi film, which looks pretty cool. So I will stick yeah. some uh, links in the show notes about that, because uh, it does look pretty awesome. Um, she was awesome. Uh, unfortunately it was one of those ones that they opened it out to the audience to ask all the questions and there were the usual ridiculous con questions of you know can I have a hug can you marry me blah 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 so do you wear skirts all the time well I mean there were some ridiculous ones like oh do you you ever want to work with things other than robots it's like Jesus have you not watched any of the other stuff she's done like even X-Files wasn't robots you know so uh, there was some ridiculous questions so the panel wasn't as great as i hoped it could be but she was awesome and i felt really sorry for the the guy who wrote and directed robot overlords who got kind of pretty much completely overlooked yeah so i will say go and watch robot overlords because it looks awesome (laughs) sweet um so yeah that that was friday and yeah a, a lot friday i just had a quick wander around Said hello to all the usual suspects. The Rankins were there, and <laughs> Kit Cox, Jonathan Green. Oh, he was there on Saturday. Uh, there was the uh, all the Steampunk Society were there. All cool. had their display. Mr. Crichton and all the rest. So a lot of the usual suspects yeah. there. Because <laughs> so I was wandering around, hi, 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 waving to the Genki Gear people, and yeah. <laughs> you know all yeah. the people that you start just getting used to seeing at all the cons now. Because yeah. um, I mean the. the the different thing about MCM is that it has so many different zones that you can just spend the time in. So there's the VidFest zone, which is all the kind of YouTube and, and web series and things like that. Then there's the, the Comic Village, which is all of the artists and, yes. and comic writers. There's the Pop Asia area, which is all anime and, and Kawhi. And, so it, uh, then there's the, the games. There's an eSports arena. So there's like tons and tons of different areas that you could literally just spend the whole weekend in one area with all the stuff that's happening so there is so much stuff going on for that weekend that you really kind of either need to just go around and get a flavor of everything yeah. or be really well planned for what you want to do because uh, I, I really didn't get to see much of the esports at all uh, and it was only on the sunday 
after I'd kind of got all the interviews and everything done, that I actually managed to go around the con proper yeah. and get to look at stuff and play some games. And yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, so before that was, was Saturday. Uh, oh God, don't look at me like that, dude. You can't see it. I'm getting, I'm getting a stink eye. Because <laughs> well, on the Saturday morning, we first went and we saw Felicia Day's panel. And she was absolutely excellent, apart from spoiling Supernatural for me. But if anyone was going to spoil the fate of Charlie and Supernatural for me, I'm happy it was Felicia Day. Yeah. That's fine. She's forgiven. Yeah, totally. Um, interviews for the day that we did there. We interviewed the guys uh, from NTIS and NTISLA. Uh, so it was the, the two techies from NTISLA and Emily Wickershaw, the new um, CIA draft into NCIS yeah. proper uh, and they were all lovely as well uh, the ladies who played Cruella and Ursula in Once Upon a Time chatted with them cool. they were all so awesome nice uh, and then <laughs> Felicia Day <laughs> came in and yeah I, I got pictures with Felicia Day and with John Noble yes. and I posted them up on Twitter and on Facebook yes. and the hate was being rained down <laughs> upon me by everyone. Yes. Oh, yeah, if but... I hadn't already spilled my coffee on myself I would throw it at you right now. <laughs> so yeah. So much jealousy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Felicia Day, dude. Yeah. Come on. Well, we were, we She's said, one of the ones on the list. She's on the very list. start. Like, I think yeah. it was episode two or episode three we made yeah. a list of people who if we got them on the show, we'd know we'd made it. Mm. Yeah. Felicia Day, Felicia Day was, was one of my top picks. She was definitely in our top five. I, I'm still going to say that we, that, that we it wasn't a full podcast that yeah, we could no. have recorded with Felicia Day. It was a round table. Indeed. So yeah. there was a, and it was the busiest round table of the day. Well, the room, obviously, it's yeah, the, the room was jammed. It's the queen of geek. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And again, she's lovely. She's engaging. She's a wonderful speaker. Yeah. Uh, she's hilarious and really, really quick. Because yeah. her panel in the morning, again, that was just open straight out to the audience. Wasn't quite as bad as the ones from the, the Gillian Anderson panel, but uh, it was a lot more thoughtful, yeah. which was good. But she's really quick and really on the ball, and she's very, very funny. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see her talk. She's just, yeah, you just want to sit and listen to it all day yes you do. Go, just tell me more Felicia. <laughs> i don't care what you should talk about just talk yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome um so yeah that was really really cool so yeah yes we, we she will be on one of the shows but she's not technically yeah. on one of the shows so we still have something to aim for we still have something to aim for and you, yeah there's a possibility because so obviously we went well i'll, I'll get onto amanda palmer later but yeah. the, the potential is there for hopefully getting to talk to her on a book tour yeah. later this year so let, let's cross our fingers for that gentleman and see see if we can get that um absolutely so yes that was uh, that was all my interviews on the saturday <laughs> and i came out of saturday going oh my god i cannot believe that this has just happened over the course of this weekend uh, and then it, it got even better because uh, yeah well there was for the rest of the year. I had an interview with, with Kit Cox, who's lovely. Who, if you've never met or read Kit Cox's stuff, do so. His is the first interview that I'm putting out because it's awesome. We yeah. sat and chatted for a good half an hour or so on the Sunday in one of the quiet upstairs rooms, away from all of the the, the rabble, and it was great. Yeah. The, set the world to rights. <laughs> so that one will come out. Um, and then yeah, we we had to leave on the 
on Sunday afternoon because we had to do a ridiculous round trip from London via Milton Keynes to Bristol yep. <laughs> to drop Megan off her grandparents and then get over to Bristol on the Sunday night. So we got to Bristol about nine o'clock, I think it was, on the Sunday night. There was one point as we were driving kind of across the top of Oxford going like, our bed is like 15 minutes from here. Yeah. This, we could just go up to our bed and, and, and not have to worry about it. We have to drive for an hour and a half to Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we pressed on and did it. I, I was pretty shattered by this point because MCM was a lot, a lot of walking around, a lot yeah. of running around, trying to get to various places in time for panels and stuff. Because I mean, we, we saw panels on a whole bunch of stuff and I didn't manage to get interviews with the guys from Arrow or the guys from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were there. But I just didn't stop all weekend. So I think if I'd have had those in, I would have just keeled over dead. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd have had those as well. Uh, so, yeah, off to Bristol for Lawgiver Mark II. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I didn't get to see as much of it as I wanted to because I ended up running the main room for pretty much the whole day because yeah. uh, the sound guys had come in and set up everything and then wandered off and then there were problems with the sound. So, obviously, <laughs> I jumped in and fixed the sound and ended up running the room for the day. So, uh, yeah, that's just yeah. It's, 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 it's the, the way the it's, the way, it's the, the way you roll. Though, yeah, it? absolutely. It's it's the drawbacks of just being able to do shit. It's yeah. like, yeah, can you work at sound desk? Well, yes. yes. <laughs> can you can you get stuff from a computer onto this projector screen? Yes. <laughs> can you do? Yes. That's fine. Yes. Really? Oh, I leave it with me. I'll sort it. So yeah, ran ran the main room. So there were some cool panels in there. Uh, with a lot of the artists and writers, uh, cool. I did two of the panels myself, yeah. which was the ISO 101, which was fantastic. Uh, I'd love to have seen that live. Yeah. It's really cool. I've got recordings of them all, so uh, again, I can probably either put them out as podcasts or just share them with you guys or whatever. We'll 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 see because yeah. I've got them all. Because <laughs> uh, obviously, I had my laptops there, so I had I had two. I uh, my Mac and my PC. So the PC was plugged into the sound desk, so I took a line out from the sound desk and recorded yeah. everything on there using sonar, yep. and then had the Mac on stage for when I was doing all the work. Mm. Uh, Shame that would have been really cool to have filmed that and have that out as a as it, a it independent cool. like YouTube video or something. Yeah. Well, never will just have a YouTube channel. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and yeah, the yeah, cool yeah, thing yeah. is, well, because we, we can. All right. Okay. We can put could because I actually videoed most of my stuff at MCM. Huh. So I actually yeah. have film of pretty much everything that I did at MCM in uh, in terms of interviews. Cool. Well, there's already a YouTube page set up. For <laughs> so those. we can we, yeah. we can get the footage and we can put out at least little bits of it. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then do the rest Highlights. of it. But anyway, that, that's cool. something that's, we'll, we'll, that's, that's we'll discuss. We'll talk about there. that later. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Lawgiver. Um, so yeah, ISO 101 was awesome. Uh, it was lovely to meet John Higgins, the guy who was the, the colourist on Watchmen. He's oh, an absolute yeah. legend. Uh, so, so happy to be on the panel with him. Uh, and I was really happy that, because I, I kind of put the first thing forward for going into ISO 101 and I proposed Walter the Wobot. And thankfully it was unanimous that Walter the Wobot deserves to die. <laughs> 
So that was cool. I, I, I thought kind of putting that forward that there may be some die hard. No, he's great. We love Walter the Robot. But no, everybody was like, no, no, like, no hate him. Fucking kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> kill him with fire. That, that was pretty much the response. There, there were some other odd things like the colour green got thrown into Daiso 101 amongst okay. other things. It was, it was a, a bit random. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, did a, a panel on uh, on art and kind of how far people can deviate from established designs and how much input they can have in when creating new new things for the dread universe. Yeah. So that was kind of cool as well. It was all in all, it was an excellent day and got to have a wander around. Uh, they had a kind of uh, a, a games area, but not like kind of board games. They, it's like village fate type things. Oh, I so they had like <laughs> Nerf guns. Uh, and then they had little targets, so they had to shoot the perps, and that was that was scored. So the people who got the highest score, I think the the one who got the highest score, and that won a lawgiver replica prop. Oh, nice! Which was That's really cool. cool. And yeah, yeah. And, and all the artists were there in a room, and they would, everyone was doing sketches for everyone, and it was a really really nice affair. I think it was probably something like maybe about seventy or eighty people there. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was a really nice kind of chilled out cool. affair. Yeah. It was a really, really good day. So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. The costumes for everybody were just insanely yeah. good. And the judge yeah, death I've seen there quite was a few, phenomenal. I've seen quite a few photos and stuff from that. I'm like, wow, <coughs> yeah. some cool homemade stuff. So, yeah, it was it was a really, really good day. Nice and chilled out. It was a, yeah, the utter flip side of the coin from MCM. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just a really yeah. small, intimate con. Yeah. Well, the intimate cons are really nice. Mm, they are. Definitely. I think they're ramping up for... Uh, Logan from Mark Three already, I think. Sweet. I'm yes. I'm fairly yeah. sure that Sue and the Rule Thirty Two guys are getting ready. Yeah. So, Something congrats, more. guys. Yeah. It was it was awesome. And as I've said, you know, if you want me back again next year, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. We love we love <laughs> you guys. Yeah, we, we do. And, and hopefully, you know, if we can all make it next year, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So we'll have to see. The pro- I think the problem is well, with that time of year is that it's it's Work. convention season. So yeah. It's like there's so many conventions going on. I I, I yeah. I think now is the first time I've had a break from conventions since February. Yeah. And I think now I'm free until Nine Worlds in August. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, the first time I've had a, any time free of a con since February now. Yeah, I've got my, I've got my stuff booked for Nine Worlds. So, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, that was that was Lawgiver and MCM, both, both of which were excellent, both yeah. of which, I say, very, very different affairs, but, you know... It, if dread is your thing, go to Lawgiver. It's it's absolutely amazing. It's getting bigger and better every year. They're getting bigger and 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 better people there. It's just yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, because Jock was there, wasn't he? Jock was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. I love his work. As well, yeah, sort of he stuff. was there and he was awesome. Yeah, I didn't get to do a panel with him. His cover, but... his cover for uh, Suicide is part one. It just cool. looks incredible. Yeah, his art is just ah, oh, I love his art. Mm. And his Monday tees that he does ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. As an artist he's incredible. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he's a local boy, wasn't he? Is he? I, I don't know. Um and yeah, so and MCM is, is if you've not experienced MCM then do. It's it's huge, it's insane, you will lose count of the amount of Harley Quinns wandering around. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, uh, it's it's it has to be experienced. Yeah. And I mean, this time was great because we stuck around for the nighttime stuff as well. So it, it was nice to see what actually happens at night for the first time. So I think I've been going to it. I think I've been to like four now, something like that. And this is the first time I've seen what actually happens at night, and it's, it's like a festival. So outside of Excel, there's like a little bit of, uh, there's like grass and then there's the kind of amphitheater thing and there's just people in cosplay everywhere just sat around chatting and dancing and there was an outside fringe stage where there was bands on and stuff. Nice. So yeah, it, it, it's, it is just like a nerd festival. Sweet. It's, it's really quite cool. <laughs> And if board games are your thing, make sure you go to the UK Games Expo. Absolutely. Guaranteed you'll play something <coughs> you have never played before. Yeah. Yes. Guaranteed. Yeah. And you'll meet some really lovely people. Cool. Cool. Uh, so I think all that's left was the very quick mention of, of Amanda Palmer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda fucking Palmer. She's incredible. She was incredible. Yeah, she's uh, incredible. So she, she played and sang and talked and read from a book. I'm fairly sure. Best part we, of two hours. I'm fairly sure we talked about Amanda Palmer in one of our first <coughs> episodes as well. We did. Yeah. The whole um, art of asking TED talk. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Incredible. So yeah, she was absolutely phenomenal, and I can't believe you know she made because she hadn't done a signing that day. She said to everyone, "Just I'll do the signing after this," and stayed until she'd signed everything for everyone. Uh, and yeah, then she said literally right at the end of the night, it was like quarter to midnight and she's what, nearly six months pregnant yeah, now and yeah, yeah. absolutely shattered and she still was like, yes, of course, I'll take a photo posed for the photo for the, to go with the article. Nice. And then, of course, the selfies. Yeah. Which, again, that was hate <laughs> piled upon hate piled upon hate. You've had a selfie with John Noble, Fleshy Day and Amanda Palmer all in the space of about 10 days. Yeah. If you're wondering... Where all this hate was coming from, dude? Totally justified in an in an obviously joking and quite unjustified kind of way, but yeah. also very justified. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But it's been phenomenal. Yeah, uh, the last two weeks, I just uh, uh, my brain has melted. Yeah, it's been so beyond awesome. It's unreal. So yes, and that brought us to the end of a very very busy couple of weeks. Yeah, during which we have managed to gamely carry on with catching up a TV show for you. <laughs> I think I tried to get most of mine done before me. Yeah, um, I, I have to hands up, unfortunately I have not, I failed that one because personally I have been super busy. Yeah. I've Those of you that don't know, my, I have a sideline as an alternative model and I've had five photo shoots last month. <laughs> Alone, there was three in one week. Mm. So yeah, I've I've been kind of super busy prepping and costuming. And it's fine. We'll try not to spoil it too much for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But okay, so I guess where, where should we start off with season finales? Wow. Start uh, with the A's. Let's go for Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Okay. Yeah. So interesting ending to that. Yeah. Not quite what I was expecting. Uh, and potentially something that is going to have very weird impact for uh, Simmons for next season. Yeah, I was wondering about that because obviously she gets um, she gets sucked, sucked in. into the artifact. Uh, so my initial response, my initial thought was maybe they're going to go like uh, season six of Buffy type route, where she becomes the big evil over the course of the season. Mm. Because obviously this artifact was dangerous to the crew. 
Yeah. So it's highly likely that she'll emerge with some sort of Cree killing superpower. Mm-hmm. And maybe the whole antagonism between her and Sky will re emerge now that Sky is an inhuman. Yep. Um, which, incidentally, how fucking awesome is that? That is pretty and, awesome. And how, how good is. How well has that actress come on in that role of Sky? Definitely. Because she's in a scene there with Carl McLaughlin and the actress playing her mother. And oh, what's her name from Neighbours? Yeah, and she's not. Not home away. Yeah, and she's she's not upstaged. She doesn't. She she oh. feels like she belongs on screen. Yeah, it's yeah. like the character of Sky and the actress have just like this season has been phenomenal for them. It takes. I'm I'm a bit gutted that they seem to have written. Cal out now. Yeah, yeah, with the whole um, Tahiti. Yeah. No, not Tahiti. Yeah, yeah Tahiti, Tahiti protocol. Yeah. No, Tahiti protocol was the. Um... No, the pro- oh, the, the, the Theta protocol, protocol was the basically the was Avengers. The helicopter, yeah, the helicarrier. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he was just. He was awesome towards the, the end of that season. Yeah. I just, I, I just loved that Coulson could talk him round. Yeah. And talked him round, and then he became an ally, and it was just sweet. Yeah, because yeah, it was the Mister Hyde. Hmm. It's a phenomenal end to the series. Yeah, it I really was. Say. And it's obviously going to seed Civil War. Yes, yeah. I think the tie-in is going to be. I think the new season is going to be all about finding people who have become inhuman because of exposure to this like this fish oil. Oh and, yes, and, and the crystals. Yes. And I think the the new emergence of meta humans or in inhumans is going to be mutants. Mutants, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even so much so, like that's how much they're giving the finger to Fox. Yeah, with the ban of the X Men because yeah. the the new Inhumans line is the uncanny Inhumans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just like it's a giant fuck you. It is. Um, and essentially, the Inhuman storyline arc from the end of Agents of Shield series two is an X Men storyline. Yeah. You know, it's it's that simple. Um, but it was awesome. Uh, gutting that they killed, um, a, <laughs> you know, Captain Adama. Ah, yes. Edward James. Yeah, yeah. Olaf. Edward James Olmos. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I guess they killed him because he was incredible as well. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I'm go- it's going to seed Civil War somehow. There'll be an instant rain to these guys that will be the that'll be the crossover point of yeah. the next season. It'll be about the registration because they were kind of they were, they were going that way of you know adding adding them all to the register. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was phenomenal. Uh, again, I'm, Agents of Shield for me has just gone from strength to strength this season. So I think. Uh, again, from where we were two years ago when it started, when we were like, it's a bit yeah, dull, really, it could be alright, could be. To yeah, the yeah. turnaround from turn, turn, Winter turn. Soldier. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. And it's just gone on to be phenomenal. And the tie ins with Avengers and Thor, and it's been great. Season two really feels like kind of a reward for those people who just stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. It feels so, like yeah. a payoff. So now it's around and you can go and binge watch it. I'd highly recommend binge yeah, watching it. Yeah, definitely. If you if you haven't, then do. And yeah. um, I think somebody prepared a chronology of how to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil and where they fall in the timeline. Oh, nice. Cool. So it literally says, you know, watch this episode, then this episode, then this film, then this episode. So that's, that, cool. that's going back to the original Iron Man. Okay, so cool. yeah, uh, I'll find. Out, I think it was a nerdist one. Oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm fairly sure, sure it was yeah, a nerdist yeah. one. So I'll find the links. So I'll put that in the show notes. But yeah, it's a chronology of how to watch the extended Brilliant. Marvel Cinematic Universe and awesome. in what order. Amazing, that's just amazing. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so that was a good one. Uh, Supernatural. I was going to stick with the A's. Were you all right? Okay, yes. go on then. Arrow. Arrow. Yes. Okay. Arrow. Build up to. Uh, to, to him becoming Ra's al Ghul, but they've been pronouncing it Ra's al Ghul, which is the way they've been call- they've been calling him Ra's al Ghul until he becomes Ra's al Ghul, is as far as I can tell, because the name means something different. So at the moment he was Ra's al Ghul, which is kind of next in line, and then he was to become Ra's al Ghul. Okay, because I was confused as to why he kept calling it Raish and one kept calling it Raj and Raz and I think it's actually a title okay and I got I got that that it's a title yeah because um, yeah it's it's of the demon yeah something of the demon and so at one point when he was Raish al Ghul he was heir to the demon and then he would become the demon which is Raz al Ghul head of the demon yeah So I think that, that I think that explains that, but I'm sure somebody else will either correct me loudly on the internet yeah. or <laughs> that's what the internet's for. Absolutely. Correcting if I'm wrong internet, loudly. tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, uh, and it was the build up to that which all kind of climaxed with him coming back and having to uh, and being told that he had to destroy the city and because that was a slow payoff from the flashbacks. Yes. With the flashbacks, I was like, where are these flashbacks leading? Yes. And then there was the reveal of the gas. I was like, oh, oh. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's kind of clever. I kind of like that. Um, for me, though, seeing Thea finally become who she's meant to become. Yes. And becoming speedy. Yes. Was awesome. That was awesome, and that's why I was gutted that I didn't get to see them at MTM, but next time. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. And they also introduced Katana, who's mm. in the Suicide Squad yep. uh, movie poster as well. So yep. that's kind of cool. But yeah. Not one of its stronger finales, I don't think. But no, I, I don't. I don't even think it was as strong as its mid-season finale. Well, or just that. Dying. Yeah, the cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Which was awesome. That was a brilliant end to the series. I, I guess my only issue with Arrow at the moment is that. Everybody of the Arrow Scooby gang is now a <laughs> kick-ass ninja yeah. from where it started, what, three years ago? And they were like, you know, school kids and dropouts they and yeah, something yeah. Like that drug year, addicts. And Laurel, Laurel Lance has become the canary fatty quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, given that Sarah and... Yeah, Oliver, Oliver spent five, five years, years on exactly. an island yeah, becoming yeah. that. She spent like five months with yeah. uh, with What's Her Face and now she's a ninja. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief to a point, but now yeah. everybody's yeah. ass-kicking ninjas. Where are you going to go now? <laughs> well, maybe maybe with the fact that they've got Legends of Tomorrow, um, some of the characters will be off in other shows. Potentially. Be more of a character focus for Arrow mm. in yep. season four, perhaps. Uh, certainly, Atom will. Yeah. 
cool. But speaking... Okay, so just across that over, I know you haven't seen the end of The Flash yet. I haven't seen past episode, like, five of But what I will years. point out is in The Flash season finale, uh, when he's, he's doing something or other, and he starts getting flashes of... Uh, Alternate pasts, alternate futures, alternate universes. Well, that's the Flashpoint leading, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you get... Uh, uh, and, again, I think Nerdist did an analysis of what you see in those flashes. It's the things like uh, him in jail and the people of tomorrow and some other characters that we haven't even seen yet and things from the comics. So there's a lot happens in that very, very short space of time. It's all very subliminal and very quick and flashy, but... So it's been slowed down and poured over and analysed by the internet. Go internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a very in, some very interesting pointers of what is to come in the Flash Arrow universe. That's cool. Cool. So I won't say too much about the actual finale, but other than watch out for that if you are watching it, and if you've already seen it, go back and rewatch that bit because yeah. there's some interesting stuff going on. Sweet. And essentially. They've hit a big red reset button at the end of it, so fuck knows what's going to happen next season. It could be anything. That's cool. <laughs> I knew there was one show that had hit the reset button. I was having problems remembering There's a it. couple, actually. And then I was okay. just like, yeah, Arrow. Not the Arrow. Flash most definitely has hit a big reset button. Um, and Person of Interest, which we'll get to in a bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Archer. Archer, not one I watched, I so take it away. Archer. This season of Archer has been phenomenal. Uh, the fact that Lana and Archer have had a baby. Has added a whole dynamic <laughs> to it, um, especially <laughs> yeah, Sorry. especially with an episode where where, where Archer <laughs> Archer meets his in-laws in a hot tub. Oh fuck's sake! And he thinks they're offering him out for a threesome, but <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but the finale is essentially inner space. Do you remember okay. inner space? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I remember inner space. <laughs> they have to, yeah. So they're they're out of work now. They're hired by the CIA as their last last gasp job. Um, with Christian Slater playing a character called Slater, who is <laughs> the CIA handler. <laughs> and obviously they they fuck up the the, the last job. Um, and the the ship that they've been miniaturised to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you had to be. I, I think I'm going to have to watch have to this watch series. <laughs> Archer is hilarious. If you haven't watched Archer, you have to watch it. Basically, they had to get to the, the tear duct so they can be taken a pet to a different room so the ship can come to normal size. <laughs> oh, Archer, you've broken Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to spoil it, just watch it. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just have to you watch just watched it. it and just, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I'm going to take that as that. Yes, I really should watch this. Yeah, yeah, you should. It is funny. See, the, I mean, it's it's a funny it's a funny show anyway. Yes. It's the the humor is just wrong and hilarious. And season five, where it was like Archer Vice, where they've been completely disavowed. They're essentially a spy agency, mm-hmm. um, but the most inept spy agency in the world. So season five was. Archer Vice, where they became coke dealers rather than spies. Right. And then got hired back by the, the CIA. And this season they've been back as a spy agency. Um, and they've just been bungling every job that's been given to them. And this this last one was just hilarious. I want to see where they go next season. 
but it's got Aisha Tyler in it. He's just incredible. His manner. But yeah, sorry. It's that. No, that's cool. <laughs> that kind of broke me a little bit. Just remembering, <laughs> just remembering that scene. Um, go and watch it. It's only 13 episodes long, and I like 20 minutes an episode, so you can binge watch that in a in a day. And you will you will laugh. Cool. Anyway, let's, let's move on to something serious. <laughs> a serious show. Mm. Have we finished all the A's? Uh, yeah, I think we have. C, Castle. There we go. Castle, yes. And, yeah, interesting ending that I wasn't quite expecting. Well, the reason for that was... Usually the writers know when the season's been picked up or not mm. for the next season, so they write a finale that has a cliffhanger so mm. they can lead into the next season. But this time out, they didn't know whether they'd been renewed. So they thought, well, in case we're not renewed, let's wrap everything up. So we had an episode which is a flashback episode for Castle in that we get to learn what it was then made him want to become a horror writer or a mystery writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a really sweet, happy ending to it all once they've solved the, the case. Yeah. And it, there's nothing more to say to about that. No, it indeed, just, yeah. It, it was, was a lovely yeah. episode. It's. I almost wish they weren't doing another season because it's like that you've, been you've given it the perfect, the perfect send-off. Did they, did they wrap up everything about his missing memories this season? No. So well, I, I yes. know they covered some of it, some but of it, I don't, I don't think they covered all of it. Yeah, I imagine they'll probably say some of that for the next season. Yeah, then, but yeah. So I guess that's the only thing that was kind of unresolved. That if it had ended now, I'd be a bit like, mm, I didn't find it much going. Yeah, I yeah, will see. Yeah. Cool. Do you watch anything? We watch anything with V? Do we? I don't think so. God knows. No, we watch so much shit. Yeah. Let's just pick shows that we have seen the finales of. (laughs) Elementary. Elementary. Ah, yeah, now that was a really good season finale. Yeah. That was really, really interesting. Yeah, with the drug dealer trying to bring him back around to his old ways. We see the the violent side of Sherlock Holmes, and we see an untimely return to Mm. old habits. Yeah, so again, it bodes for a slightly darker next season. Yeah. Because I think Elementary... It, it it kind of errs on the side of camp, I think, a lot yeah. of the time, uh, which is good to keep it up because there's a lot of grim, dark shows and it's nice to have something that's a bit more upbeat. Yeah. But it'll be nice to see a darker side to Sherlock next season. And it'll be the fourth season, won't it? Uh, will it be, yeah, it'll be season four, yeah. yeah. Season four. Mm. So things tend to get a little bit darker around that time. They've got their established audience by yeah. then. But yeah, I enjoy elementary. Uh, yeah, the mind games that the drug his his was playing yeah. with him. Yeah, it made for an interesting psychological watch. Yeah, definitely. It it certainly wasn't how I was expecting that episode to play out. Yeah, yeah. I've become a real convert to that show because I remember. I, I've I've always loved it. I remember I, you got you yeah. got me into it because I was I was steadfastly refusing to watch it because it was. Uh, not Sherlock. Yeah, it was, it was an Americanization <laughs> of Sherlock. Yeah. And I think it was like two episodes into it, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, it's actually quite good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been loving it ever since. It's one of my go-to shows straight away. Um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Which has been renewed to season 10, so we know it's going to be going anyway, but, I, but I'm personally of the opinion that it's just got to stop soon. Yeah. Because at the moment, this season... 
in places just degenerated with the guys just being a dick to each other. Yeah. And it's kind of losing some of its humour. I think um, it regained it a bit and then it's kind of disappeared again. Yeah. Um, and I think the way they ended the, the series with Sheldon... Preparing to propose. Preparing to propose, yeah. but then not. I don't think he's any way in keeping with his character. Yeah. I think it's a complete departure from how Sheldon would have behaved in that situation. And I think it's just been rewritten so it can be a season finale. And I'm kind of a bit not that they've ended the last two seasons in a row now with Sheldon on a down note. Yeah. Which I, I don't see the point of. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just become one of those shows that... Whereas the original concept might have been cool and and everything. I think nerd culture has become so overly commodified recently that the references just aren't making a blind bit of difference. Uh, Felicia Day actually spoke about it and said that, you know, originally it was good, but that uh, I think she feels it, it's being a bit too kind of offhand with nerds now. And it's yeah. just, it's bordering on offensive now. Yeah. 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 That's one of my downers for the TV season, to be honest, mm. theory, in, in general. But, meh. Yeah. Moving on. Supernatural. Yeah. Go on then. <laughs> so, okay, another down note for me. Yeah. So, I did like that they got a bit meta. Yeah. In that they acknowledged the fact that it's one of the brothers facing the big bad each season and the other brother secretly working behind the scenes against their wishes to try and cure them. Yes. They, they acknowledge the fact that they do keep repeating that plot yep. time and time again. Indeed. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen now that Dean has killed death. Um, yep. And, yeah, you were saying before we started recording, it kind of looks like they've hit the, the Leviathan. I, I, I'm worried it's going to end up being another Leviathan-esque series, which I think has been the worst series of yeah, Supernatural yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. <coughs> the Leviathan storyline was just awful. And this just appears to be a, another giant amorphous black thing. Yeah. It's so going to cause problems for the next season. Yeah, the Mark of Cain that Dean inherited... Um, it was revealed was actually a lock that mm-hmm. kept out the darkness that was around that God and the angels fought at the creation of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, it was from Passion Luc- and now it's free! Yeah, it was Passion Lucifer to Cain and from Cain to Dean. Um, and without this lock... Didn't get past to Dean Cain first. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's a plot line for you. Still not the worst Superman. <laughs> no, no, indeed. No. Not by a long shot. No. No. Hello, hello, Brandon Ruth. <laughs> you're a great atom, but you're a great Superman. Um, yeah, and so the, the, cha- the death offered Dean the choice to go somewhere where he wouldn't die, but where he would be happy and wouldn't be a threat. It basically to sounded like sending him into space. Or back in. I, I personally thought back into purgatory. Um, but. Yeah, please get out of there again. Yeah. Uh, but deep, but Sam had to die. Mm. That was that was the curveball. Was Sam had to die? Mm. Um, and in the end, Dean killed Death, and the mark was removed. Um, 
when Rowena's storyline finally got interesting, because that was just the most boring thing yes. this season, was just the, yes, we know you're going to double-cross him. Yes, we know you're going to try and kill him. Yes, but you're not even being slightly clever about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, good to see Crowley return to be a badass, though. Yes. Yes, that face-off between Sam and Crowley yeah. was particularly good. Yeah, remember that I let you live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think there was there was some really good moments at the end of the series, but I think again they've they've hit a big reset button and released a, a big bad into the universe. So well, now the, you've got the, it's the original darkness. Yeah, isn't it? it's the now you've darkness. got Sam and Dean back to being pretty much human, both of them without yeah. any. There's no angel and Sam. There's specialness. No, there's no mark on Dean, but the the Menelaus cave has been ransacked. Yes, that got done over by the that cult, yeah, the the Frankenstein's, the Steins, yeah. But nothing got burnt in the end, did it? It was about to. Yeah, it's been trashed. Yeah, so they can rebuild. Yeah. It was a bit of a meh ending. Uh, well, the ending, I was just like, not again. Yeah. Uh, I think that was my, my my the first words out of my mouth was, oh, not again. Yeah. And I just see it going down the route of Leviathan. I will see how it shakes out. But you know, I'll eventually find some tablet somewhere that contains details of that, and I'll just start stabbing myself with a remote control. Uh, maybe they'll have to sort of um, regather the armies of heaven. Maybe it's going to be another cast season. Possibly, because if, if Castiel was, didn't seem to be doing much this, this season, season at no. all. Well, he's finally got his grace back, so he's finally back to full power, mm. although he is broken winged. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that'll be the key. Fact that it was the original darkness that the original guard fought and banished. So they're going to have to find somebody. They're going to have to find a new mark, aren't mm. they? Yeah. So now they spent the entire season trying to find a way to remove the mark of Cain from Dean. Now they're going to have to try and find a way of making a new mark. Yeah. And it'll be the season will be the brothers arguing over which one of them has to bear the mark. Mm. Calling it now. <laughs> Calling it now. There you go. <laughs> No, no, gets put into Castiel. <laughs> that would be badass. We've never really seen Castiel go full, full evil, mm. apart from the start of the Leviathan storyline. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and on that note, the Once Upon a Time season finale was basically the same thing, uh, which was nasty black smoke went into Emma and evil Emma for next season. Uh, that was the Once Upon a Time season finale. <laughs> the end. Yeah, really. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, person of interest. Person of interest. Yes. That's another reset button. Yes, it did. Yep. So the whole Samaritan thing came to a head. Uh, I almost forget. I was one called Linus because I was his character in, in Lost. Yes. Mm. Oh, Mister. But it's Linus in, in it's, of interest. No, he's not. No, he's not like he's, no. he's Ben Linus in Lost. Lost he is. Finch. Finch, that's the one, oh, yeah. Safe, yeah. Finch finally got his wish. The machine finally spoke to him mm-hmm. directly rather than through code, which was kind of sweet. Um, the idea that it, the machine has secretly been working at this way of building a brain in which it can transfer itself to mm-hmm. protect, protect itself from Samaritan was kind of cool. Um, we still didn't see Shaw, did we? No. So she's still out there. Or not. Or not. Yeah, we're not quite sure. 
and control was taken away and mm. put into a hole which will never be found again yeah it tied up some things and then just hit the reset button for the new season yeah so Samaritan is no longer a big issue but and the machine is safe I believe it only has a short run next season you were saying last time weren't you enough to get syndicated he's got 12 episodes to finish it off yeah so much as it's hit the reset button, there's not a lot more left they can do. Which is probably a good thing, because yeah. they had a full 23 episode season to go, and they were running out of ideas. It yeah. would drag, and it would peter out, and you don't want that from, yeah. a, from a show that has been consistently good yeah. over the last five years. So I'll be interested to see how they wrap that up next yeah. season. Very much so. Right, any others? No else I've seen. Hmm. I haven't seen The Blacklist. But. I yeah I have seen the blacklist. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what happened at the end. Uh, <laughs> there were various parts of him being shot and being not shot, and yeah, I can't really remember now yeah. exactly what happened. Might have to watch it again. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, as I recall. And I think they left it on a massive cliffhanger because I think I remember going, "You bastards!" at the end of it. So. I, th- I think I enjoyed it and there was a cliffhanger, but that's all that sticks in my mind at the moment, I'm afraid. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Any other finales that we've watched? I, I, I think that's pretty much that's it pretty for me. It. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there are others. Uh, I think it's worth noting this week's episode of Game of Thrones, even though it hasn't finished yet, oh, but this week's episode of Game of Thrones was, was just awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've stayed pretty quiet on the whole Game of Thrones thing. We have. Because um, most of this season's been pretty dull, to be fair. Yeah, it's been a lot of setting up. I, mean, I read a, an article online about why it's been like that, and I think it's it's pretty much down to the fact that George R. R. Martin has has sat down with the showrunners and gone, "This is kind of how what the end game is," and so now the showrunners are pulling everything apart and moving towards the end game. So they're wrapping up storylines that aren't going anywhere, removing characters that aren't doing anything, moving characters very quickly to where they need to yeah. be. <coughs> so I think this has been very much a big chess game of a series of moving people to where they need to be. It's been nice to see Daenerys and Tyrion finally get together. Yeah. I'm coming at it from a position of someone who's not read the book. I've not read the books so either. So I'm kind of loving a little bit. I'm not going to lie, I'm loving a little bit seeing the people who have read the book that rage about the difference. Oh yeah, there's a lot of rage I mean, going on like, at the moment. Okay, I gave up on ever seeing a faithful adaptation of a comic or a book when they start doing the X-Men films. Mm. And I started what I realised then that you have to approach these adaptations as that. They're not a word-for-word copy, they are an adaptation of the source. Mm. Um Occasionally you get something like Sin City, which is more or less frame for frame. Yes. Um, but that's rare. And if you don't accept that, then you're never going to enjoy anything you see on the TV. No. You're going to always be picking things apart. So yeah, now a little part of me is just like, I used to be like you. I used to be angry about the smallest little differences. Um, but now but, I love this stuff. But if it was faithful to the comic, it would be the comic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then you go and read the comic. Read the comic, yeah. <laughs> If you want to see something new and exciting and it done in an interesting way, well, as long as it's you know respectful to yes. the original, I guess that's my key thing. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's respectful, respectful yeah. to the original material, doesn't have to follow it, doesn't have to be exactly the same as it. Just 
be respectful of it. Don't trample all over it. Yeah, yeah. I guess is my key thing. Don't don't un, don't unwrite cannon. Yeah. Don't stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I had a bit of an issue with the Hitchhiker's film, but. Mm. Oh, what the 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 recent? Yeah. Well, not yeah, that, yeah. It wasn't that recent, but the two thousand three one was it? Five. I think. Was it 05? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was around that time, but yeah. Tiny issue, tiny bit of an issue with that. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, yeah, the latest Game of Thrones, Hard Home, was... Utterly phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, equal parts epic and terrifying. Yeah, that last 15 minutes. Yeah, it and was, it just came out of nowhere for me. I just totally wasn't expecting that. wasn't that. either. And it just hit. And he was just like, what the, what the actual? And then it was just like, ooh, ah, yeah, uh, ah, Oh, holy yeah. shit. I was expecting something because I'd seen on Facebook um, a Rolling Stone post saying that Mastodon, Mastodon had been in Game of Thrones as Wildlings and had died. And I was like, oh, well, how did they die? Because I'm watching the episode uh-huh. thinking, they're all getting on quite well. I think Jon Snow might actually have, have pulled this off. Is is one of the Thens going to just sort of like mutiny? And that guy sort of was like, no, I'll kill you all. And I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen then, is it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the the, fit nowhere, hit the Shan, yeah, and it was fucking <laughs> epic. Yeah, it was awesome, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I think that's probably about us for this. I episode. think that is probably about us. Okay, just a few quick things, and before we wrap up and finish, yeah, yeah. One, um, Fallout Four was announced today. Yes, so mm. check out the trailer. The E three um, presser from Bethesda is. At 3am on Sunday the 14th of June, I will be staying up <laughs> to watch it, because that's also money in the bank, WWE, so mm-hmm. I'll be up anyway. So I'll be live-tweeting the presser and um, seeing whether Dean Ambrose can beat Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in a ladder match. Uh, and also, last thing before we go for this episode... Oh, is, no, I still have a couple of things as well. Okay, well, I'll, you can go first. Okay, I'll go first. So, uh, theoretically speaking, this is out on Friday. Hopefully there should be something on the site already as a review of the Wachowskis' new series, Sense8, which is due to hit Netflix on Friday. So today, or whenever you're listening to this in the future, it was this Friday that this podcast went out, so check the date on the podcast, and that's what it was. <laughs> God damn you, internet, for being asynchronous. <laughs> uh, so yes, that should be out. Uh, the review of the Amanda Palmer thing's out, so go and read that and see me gushing about Amanda Palmer, yeah. um, which she loved apparently. So yay for me. <laughs> um, uh, the things were well, yeah, we're not we're no no conventioning now until August, no so that's worries. all good. Um, just keep an eye out on the site over the next couple of weeks for all the stuff from MCM Comic Con. There'll be those interviews coming up, as well as more reports from the Games Expo and more game reviews as well. We're doing a game review for a company called Inside the Box. We're a game designer from Oxford. They have a chemistry-based game called Molecular where you have to build chemical components. We'll be doing a playtest of that and a review. And the last thing before we go is in a world where so many horrible things happen, don't forget that today Japan made Godzilla their official representative for tourism to the country. Holy so, shit, really? God bless you, Japan. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. We love you. <laughs> uh, that is all for this episode. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I'm still here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, just before we go, because of the title of the show. Uh, uh, Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah. Okay, so with I, the rock. Okay. No! So, so, Don't yeah. do it. I saw San Andreas... 
and it was ridiculous and it was awesome. Um, but The Rock cannot play Jack Burton in a remake no. of Big Trouble in Little China because not because of his acting chops or or anything like that. Because I think actually he's grown as an actor. Um, uh, and, and I like him as a guy, but it's because Jack Burton was hopelessly outclassed at every turn yeah. in Big Trouble in Little China, and there is no scenario you can put The Rock in where you think that guy's going to be outclassed. Mm. It just doesn't work. Um, it would be unbelievable for The Rock to have been considered outclassed by anything because he's just kicked the shit out of the San Andreas fault line <laughs> and so, done it with a smile. We'll leave that with. Uh... Stop it and tidy up, and yeah. the big bad, I said no. no. Um, but nothing against the idea of the remake, nothing against the idea of The Rock as an actor, but him in the role of someone who can't cope with anything just doesn't seem plausible to me. Uh, yes, that is definitely it for this episode. Wow, we crammed a lot in. Um, anyway, uh, I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles again. And I'm still here. <laughs> and until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.